everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you about our friends at Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical. Spring into action. Mention this ad and receive $33 off any service. Call today, 801-833-3333. That's 801-833-3333 at Action Plumbing. Gordon, uh, we we threw out a challenge to our listeners on Twitter. Uh, I I threw out a tweet, and it had a, a a picture of a very young, dapper Gordon Monson. And uh, the tweet was, in a movie about his life, who would play a young Gordon Monson? And we've had many terrific responses, Gordon. Well, uh, dare I ask, uh, I mean, is it good news or bad news? Uh, Let's see. uh, Austin's brother Landon tweeted into the show uh, with a a gif of a young Luke Skywalker, a young Mark Hamill, which we've seen uh, a few people suggest. I do like it that that Landon did not include Austin on the tweet. Yeah, what's that about? I think he was responding to my original tweet, which I should have tagged you, Austin, but I did not. I appreciate you trying to uh, stop some brotherly fighting here, but it's not. Them's fighting actions by Landon. Uh, Let's see. Jeffrey suggested Owen Wilson. Gordon? Oh, me? I thought you were Owen Wilson. Well, I don't know. It's it's Jeffrey's suggestion. Uh, Here's another vote uh, from Bobby for the kid from Cobra Kai on The Karate Kid. (laughs) Brother. He's got the same hair as that picture. The, The bad guy. Yeah. Uh, he feels bad about being a bad guy, though, if you uh, remember. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Dustin says a young Robert Redford. Seth says oh. a young Danny Ainge. Wow. And then we've got a, we've got a lot of votes for the, the Tiger King fellow. Hmm. Uh, Ryan says a young Kiefer Sutherland. All right. Uh, let's see. Johnny Knoxville says Barclay. I don't. I don't even understand what 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 you're trying to say by that. I don't either. RJ suggested Noah. I'm not sure what you mean by that. Yeah, what did Noah look like? Anybody? Beats me. But he was a handsome guy, good looking dude. Somebody didn't somebody say Jack Nicholson? Somebody did say Jack Nicholson. Oh, I'm not. I'm not even sure what that means. That's what Danny Ainge. That's what. Yeah, that's what Danny would say. He had a tough time understanding your questions. A little too sophisticated, I guess. Little, little, little too sophisticated. Yep, exactly. Um, Gordon, let's get back to the uh, the topic of the day, at least for a moment. I want to get your thoughts uh, a little bit more at length after having Kenneth Scott on the show. He joined us in the four o'clock hour around four uh, thirty, and I thought he was great. We're going to get that up online at uh, at twelve eighty thezone dot com. Uh, but uh, what do you think about what Kenneth had to say, and is it uh, sparked further thought on this situation with Coach Scally? Well, it sounds like he had a, a positive experience with uh, with Morgan, and that doesn't really surprise you and me because we had a positive experience in working with uh, Morgan when he was at the radio station. We did, very much. So uh, uh, we were not uh, under his purview i mean he was not an authority figure to us uh but uh in my associations with him and asking him questions and interviews and whatnot he always seemed really thoughtful about his responses and careful careful at times 
but yeah, it, it was surprising to us. However, there have been a couple of former players, or one at least, who has said that that same term that he uh, texted, uh, he was called, and that, that's what I think this in this review, this independent committee, is trying to find out. They're trying to find out, okay, was this a one-time situation? Or did it happen on multiple occasions? What was his overall vibe with his players? This, uh, these are the things they're looking into. I think they're probably also looking into when uh, did this on this occasion when he texted, you did this in a text message, who knew about it? I hope they're asking those questions. And uh, was what, what took place when that happened? We were told, we are, we were informed uh, via, I think, one of Chris's interviews uh, at The Athletic that, uh, was it, that, is that where somebody said that uh, they had actually flown to, uh, uh, no, that he had actually flown to the, uh, to the family's house and, and apologized in person? I Who, thought Eric Rowe shared that with us Eric uh, Rowe. when we yeah. listened to his clip from uh, DJ and PK. So we're finding out little bits and pieces about what took place. So in some people's minds, this is going to be interesting to see how this all plays out, because in some people's minds, his using that term one time is a fireable offense. Others say, no, that, that, it, it, that should, it should be more should be taken into consideration than just that. And, and it'll be interesting to see once all this information comes forward to the decision maker, whether it's Mark Harlan or whether it's somebody else, uh, just where their judgment will lie. And I know we get caught up in the in the punishment aspect of it, and and I get that, you know, uh, consequences for actions and those sorts of things. But eventually, they're going to have to decide if he can continue to do his job. And I don't, yeah. and I don't know if he can. I mean, taking my all my personal feelings about Morgan and and putting them to the side, taking um, all my um, issues with using that word in any form and and setting that aside, that is the fundamental issue to this. Can he continue to do the job that he's been hired to do? And I think that is very much in question because his primary job is to, as you put it earlier, Gordon, lead. I mean, that's that is that is job number one uh, on and off the field. I mean, he has to relate, identify, communicate with uh, young people and a diverse group of young people. And after going through this, is he going to be able to continue to do that job effectively? And I don't I, I don't I don't think that's a. I don't think think that's an easy yes by any stretch of the imagination. So regardless of your sense of fairness, there's still a job to be done. Right, exactly. Not to mention recruiting right, and and the overall effect on that. We're talking about Morgan freaking Scally here. We're talking about a person who, in a lot of people's minds, was the head coach in waiting. Oh, I think he was. I think they all but uh, Mark Harlan all but said that on these airwaves when he came on with DJ and PK. He didn't quite go that far, but he basically did everything but. So, yeah, I mean, can you really I, you know, I don't I don't think any decisions have been made. But if that actually were to still be the case, I, 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 I don't I mean, that's a that's a long way to go for that. It, 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 part of the complexity to this whole thing is the reaction of the public. Uh, on the whole, it has been very divided. Some people want him gone now. Other people say, hey, he, he really 
misstep, made a misstep here, and it was horrible and stupid and uh, and and problematic, troubling. Uh, but he deserves another chance. Uh, it's, so I mean, we're at both ends of that spectrum, and meanwhile, we're in this environment of heightened awareness about these kinds of things, and. <laughs> And then there is the question that you brought up already that we just talked about. How does this affect his ability to lead? How does this affect his overall influence on the football program at Utah? What does this say to potential recruits out there who are aware of a, 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 an influential coach in the program that used that word that cannot be used? Gordon, am I... Am I latching on too much to the fact that they didn't name the law firm? Is that bugging you like it's bugging me? That bugged me. They said, we're going to hire a firm. And the only place we've really heard anything about it was in Mark Harlan's statement where he said, uh, um, I initiated conversations with our campus partners, including President Watkins, and we agreed to have an outside firm review this matter. Uh, Who's that firm? I mean, isn't this something that, that we all kind of need to demand transparency? It'll come out. Well, I guess when it came out the last time, nobody cared. Hmm. Are we sure it's a law firm and uh, not a PR firm? That's exactly. I want to know. Uh, uh, that's exactly what I'd like to find out. Well, if it's a PR firm, shame on them, in my opinion. Well, it was basically a PR firm last time during the whole swim incident. Yeah, yeah. And, it, it, and that- it, it, this has got to be a respected group who will find the truth and tell the truth. And I don't see how it helps the University of Utah to have a PR firm come in and do this. Because the truth is what's really going to come into play here. And then how the university handles it from there. Because if they try and shine this up somehow and make it something other than what it really is, I'm not sure how that benefits their football program or the university as a whole. Because people have real concerns about what took place here, obviously. Unless they're protecting themselves. But, okay, so, what, I mean, how does that manifest? Uh, what, what, what happens? Because if they, if they just say, ah, oh, it was no big deal, and move forward, that's bad public relations, isn't it? Uh, it depends on how they couch it. It, it depends on how well, we already that's... know that he used an unusable term. Well, we, we knew that the, the swim coach was drunk at practice and doing all sorts of stuff that nobody approved of, including taping. Didn't he tape like a PVC pipe to his swimmers as a, as a form like of that. punishment? Yeah. And, and and that firm that they hired that time basically said, well, it was this, uh, this uh, vice president in the athletic department and he's gone now. So carry on. I mean, that was the explanation, right? I don't think anybody's getting away with something like that now. I I just can't see it. But you asked me what would motivate somebody to not handle it the way that you're describing, and I'm just saying self-preservation. Well, but, okay, <laughs> we, we were talking about the people who were superiors to that individual because that individual was gone, right, if I'm remembering correctly? He was, which was convenient. So let us talk to this individual. Oh, yeah. Well, he's been gone for two months. Hmm. Well, they better get it right. That's all I can say. Both the firm that is doing the investigating and those who are in positions, decision makers 
in this one because I, I don't think they're going to be able to brush this aside or, or make it into something smaller than what it really was. Uh, that That would be counterproductive for everyone. So if this if stuff, nothing this stuff happens, is there's hard no to... consequence. If there's no consequence for Morgan Scali, then that in and of itself, I think, blows up in the university's face. Well, honestly, I I don't see any way that he's getting out of this with no consequence. Yeah. What that consequence would would be, I I don't know. But I mean, there's there's certainly going to be some sort of consequence. Um, I I think. I think that much is is true, but I let, let's say that the consequence is Morgan loses his job, and and uh, they the firm says it didn't go any further. Nobody else knew about it. Everybody else behaved appropriately. Problem solved. You're telling me you're not going to look at that suspiciously? Yeah, I, I would. Mm-hmm. Already, we're asking questions about who knew what when. Right. So, I mean. That's I guess that's what I mean is like in a lot of these circumstances where you you see and we won't even see universities. This could apply to a company or to people or whatever, where they'll put their toe in the water and say, "Okay, how much do I have to how far do I have to go to call off the dogs? Oh, man. It happens all the time. It happens all the time. I mean, yeah, that's how people deal with it. Okay, well. Uh, are people going to be satisfied if we just fire Morgan and that's it? Let me listen. Is that enough? Okay, carry on. I mean, it happens all the time. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, we're all asking those other questions that go beyond Morgan. If he flew down there to apologize in person, how could other people involved in the football program not know that? Yeah, it wasn't just he and Eric Rowe that knew about that, right? I would assume not. If that's true, if that's true, right? And again, that's that's anecdotal coming from Eric. I don't, I don't know. Maybe Eric was at the airport with him. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know either. But th- I, this has to be done appropriately. It has to be done properly. It has. They have to do this the right way. And I'm not sure that even if they do it the right way, whether everybody will be satisfied because there's such a divide in in what is appropriate, what is the proper. Right. Uh, consequence by by whose judgment is yes. the right way, right? You know? Uh huh. And that that I guess that brings me back to a point that I made earlier in the in the uh, in, in the segment is this situation calls for transparency. One hundred percent calls for transparency. Be as open as you possibly can be. There's a lot at stake, but there will still be disagreement about the consequence. Uh, that 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 <laughs> just knowing. The public as a whole and seeing the reaction to what took place, um, it's it's divided. It is divided. And and the thing that makes people skeptical, though, about these types of situations, uh, you know, furthering the the self-preservation type of thing. And I am not comparing the the situations really uh, other than they were a crisis. But look at how far people in the, the Penn State football family went to prevent uh, uh, you know, damage to the program, and that know, was or self- and that was and that was absolutely horrific. Jake. Horrific, and look at how people acted in self-preservation in that situation. Because it's easy yeah. to say, "Oh, people will step up and do the right thing," but when there are millions of dollars on the line, and and you know, these programs generate all this money and get all this attention, and it's it's all there's all this self-preservation, and and there's a lot at stake. 
I guess that's what I'm saying. And when, when people are, are desperate, sometimes des- they do desperate things. And the and again, I just bring up the Penn State as a as a comparison in this sense that people will go to great lengths to protect what they already have, regardless of the, um, concert or the regardless of of what they leave in their wake. Yes, yes. And that it's a scary thought, I know, but it's something you've got to be aware of. Well, the ramifications. There's no doubt that the ripple effect. Already, this has been a national story. All weekend. I mean, yeah, and will continue to be. I would guess. The, the, after we got off our show on Friday, I checked ESPN.com, and uh, they they had it was, it was one of the highlighted stories. It has been everywhere. It's a big, big deal, and the university has to get it right. Whatever, whatever right is. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I'm not sure, you know, Morgan is hanging in the balance here. And I, 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 I don't know. I, it, it is, he's on shaky ground big time. And I don't know how else, how he couldn't be. All right, we'll get to more Big Show coming up right around the corner. Let's get out to the Zone phone. Joining us now, our friend Tim from RGS Exteriors, helping out our listeners with their homes. And after all, uh, Tim, home feels a little more important these days. Yeah, that's right. It's Our perspective has changed on a lot of things, and definitely being home and seeing our home and being around our home is uh, a little different than it was three months ago. Well, and hey, if the the amount of water that we got over the past couple of days probably has raised some issues for folks, I'm guessing. No, that's right. We definitely needed the rain, right? We we needed it. And we uh, were praying for it, but now it's here, and now I've got a lot of customers with flooded basements. They're calling us up today like crazy that uh, they flooded, that uh, their gutters were plugged, leaking, whatever it was. So what we're here to do is get them get them taken care of. We can get up, we can look at it, assess it. If we can repair it, we can repair it. If we need to replace it, we can replace them. If we are going to recommend gutter cover so that they don't plug again, we can do that. So really anything on those gutters, we're happy to take care of. 801-280-3110 is the number to call, and we're talking about gutters. But, uh, Tim, you guys do all sorts of stuff, uh, including uh, fascia and soffit repair, uh, new brick, stone, stucco. Uh, of course, the James Hardy siding we talk so much about. You guys do a lot. Yeah, really anything on the outside to make your home, uh, you know, more look better or make it more functional is, is what we're all about. Uh, we don't do roofing, but pretty much anything else on the outside, we, we got you covered. All right, 801-280-3110. Give them a call today, 801-280-3110. Uh, Tim, thank you as always. Thanks, guys. All right, more Big Show coming up straight ahead. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's most listened-to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. If you missed yesterday's uh, sounds uh, uh, of various uh, clips, then you won't know exactly what we're talking about right now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it?
Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you about our friends at Divi, the modern financial platform for business. See how you can spend smarter at GetDivi.com. What, Jake, are you uhing about over there? Oh, Austin. You just, you, you just went, uh. I know. Austin and I were just ranting about secondhand embarrassment during the break. <laughs> Like what? Give me an example. Well, it all it all started with uh, we were talking about how it seems like, and of course, I'm painting with a broad brush here. Anytime Utah makes national news, it's something secondhand embarrassment or something embarrassing that casts us in a bad light, which of course is not entirely true. I uh, painting with a broad brush, but then it sent us down the rabbit hole of what's made national news from Utah. That's all. Okay. All right. Like someone writing that Jordan would walk off the court a loser. I know. I just <laughs> and then blaming PK for twenty three years. <laughs> Complete secondhand embarrassment. Actually, <laughs> I, haven't, I didn't blame him for all that time. I I blamed him after he took great credit for it. Mm. <laughs> Not how I remember it. Well, that's why I. That's why it happened. So, uh, is there something that you're embarrassed about right now, secondhandedly? Oh no, it it was actually a very serious conversation that then evolved into something not so serious but we were talking about how it's not a good look for our community this morgan scally news mm-hmm. and we were actually it was a takeoff of what you were talking about at the end of the last uh, segment that uh, you know it was on the front page of espn friday afternoon and you know it's a very serious situation and uh, is being dealt with but it it doesn't cast a great light on our community and five weeks ago is that we poisoned people's pizzas right right you know. great example yeah, but but uh, what happened with Morgan? Uh, that could happen anywhere. It could and, do, and does happen everywhere. And probably, does, and look at the the situation going on with the Iowa Hawkeyes. I I got it. But this particular circumstance is in our community, mm-hmm. and not bringing a real positive light to it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then that involved uh, evolved to you know ridiculous stories that have made national news that you just kind of go, oh really? <laughs> well, I'm just I'm just hoping that people will learn from this, not just this, but the, all of it. Yeah, and that the awareness will be raised, and more enlightenment will come from it. Uh, real quick here on uh, who would play Gordon in a movie of his life, a young Gordon, because I tweeted out a, a picture of Gordon. How old were you in that picture, Gordon? I think I was about nineteen. All right, a nineteen-year-old Gordon Monson, and who would play young Gordon in a movie? Uh, earthquake and COVID survivor so far tweets in and says, uh, actually, it's our friend Papa Smurf. Uh, Megan Rapino. <laughs> Come on. She's kind of got this hair flip going on uh, in the gift that he he tweeted in. And she's got blonde hair. I know sometimes her hair color changes. But this is uh, blonde Megan Rapino. I could see it. You could not. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, I'd, like to, I'd like to thank right now everybody who has said Brad Pitt or Robert Redford. Uh, that, that, that's a flattering thing. You. you think they're more attractive than Megan Rapino? No, I'm not going for... <laughs> that look. I mean, mm. I was 19 years old at the time. You I, like that they're saying Robert and Brad for their acting skills. Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Thank here, you. Here's, one <laughs> here's somebody that says Matthew McConaughey. Matthew uh, From Dazed and Confused. Yes. Matthew, Matthew McConaughey. That's pretty good. Put a mustache on that picture of Gordon. There it is. That's it. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, Jimmy Fallon with blonde hair. Oh, yeah, like when he does his uh, Trump impression. Hmm. It does look similar. So there you go. There's a, a few more 
a few more suggestions. Just the hair, I mean, not that you look like Trump. No, you looks like Jimmy Fallon with blonde hair. We got, yeah, yeah. we got what you were saying. All right, so keep it coming. Got a lot of good stuff coming in. Now tomorrow, let's send out the picture of Gordon behind the wheel of that catamaran and have this uh, new exercise again. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think tomorrow needs to be Jake, and then the following day will be Austin. Nah. So get those. No one wants that. Nobody does want that. That's not important. Nobody. It's a lot less fun when the foot is on the uh, the shoe is on the other foot. I just don't want to bore our listeners. And we at nineteen, I wasn't as good looking as you, Gordon. I'll I'll admit that. Good looking guy. Oh, you talking about Jake? You were a fine looking specimen. Uh huh. Uh, Let's get to uh, let's get to drop of the day, also known as sounds of various clips. Austin has selected ours today, and this is the great Vin Scully. I've never heard this, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. This is the great Vin Scully telling a story about Madison Bumgarner and a rattlesnake. You know, Bumgarner tells a story which, in a sense, reminds you of what it takes to be a big league ball player. It's two years ago in spring training, and he and his wife were roping cattle, which is what they do. One one pit. Sinker low, ball two, two and one. And they were startled by a large snake. And Madison thought it was a rattlesnake, so he grabbed an axe and he hacked the snake to pieces. But there's something more to the story. Two one pitch, low, ball three, three and one. When his wife Allie and an expert field dresser examined what was left of the snake, she found two baby jackrabbits inside pieces of the snake and extracted them. 3-1 pitch to Turner way inside ball four. And after she extracted them a short while later, the Bumgarners noticed that one of the rabbits had moved slightly. It was alive. Well, his wife brought the rabbit back to their apartment. For the next few days, they kept it warm, bottle nursed it, and the rabbit soon was healthy enough that they released it into the wild. And Madison said, just think about how tough that rabbit was. First it gets eaten by a snake, then the snake gets chopped to pieces, then it gets picked up by people and lives. It's all true. Meanwhile, line drive base hit to center by Hendrick, and the Dodgers are in business, first and second and nobody out. So I guess really the morale to the whole story about the rabbit and the snake, you've got to somehow survive. You've got to somehow battle back. A lesson well taught for all of us. If that, if that isn't classic Vin Scully, I don't know what is. He was so amazing at weaving those stories into the, the actual play. I mean, that's, that's pretty amazing. Masterful. Masterful, Vin Scully, right there. How did huh. he's telling a story about a, a, a rattlesnake surgery posthumous to extract jackrabbits from its belly while a baseball game is happening, and, and, the, it, and it doesn't seem weird. How does he know that story? I, he, well, he's probably got a thousand, had a thousand of them through the, a million of them. You yeah. call him Vince Scully a liar? No, James no, no. Scott? But, but uh, what is he just sitting down one day with Madison Bumgarner and and? So, tell me about wrestling the cattle. Yeah, tell me that time he killed the snake. <laughs> well, I guess that's just what they do. <laughs> well, that, that 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 is beautiful. <laughs> that We're is... roping cattle, which is what they do. 
How can you listen to that and not think that that man's a genius? If it were any other ball player he was referencing, I wouldn't believe it. And I still kind of wonder how much is embellished yeah. from Madison. Uh, yeah. But Madison Bumgarner is the guy that just got busted for putting on a disguise and putting down a fake name to ride bulls so that the Giants wouldn't know it was him doing it. That's pretty amazing. And they wouldn't void his contract. Vince Scully. I got to tell Holy you, our boy Clowkey's good at that, too. Listening to Steve call a game, he's really good at weaving you know, different information and stories and things into his broadcast. And baseball is is kind of magical in that way for a broadcast, right, where it's slow enough that it 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 provides room for that sort of thing, which makes it cool. Well, like you said, Vin just weaved a story about Madison Bumgarner chopping up a snake and, and a little bunny rabbit living through it, and then bottle nursing the bunny rabbit back to good health and also got the whole count the pitch count figured out it's all true meanwhile line drive base hit to center <laughs> meanwhile there's a ball game here <laughs> and the tone of his voice it's just oh now now for, was he for, saying perfection was he saying ali bumgarner is the expert field dresser or was there a third person an expert field dresser there. And what qualifies one to be an expert field dresser? I have no idea. And why would they be with them wrangling the cattle? I don't know. In case you need to field dress a, a wound? Hmm. Ah, I just, is... I just, that's just Austin. That's just what they do. It's like John Wayne's life via Vince Scully here. I don't know. Incredible. Oh, I love it. Meanwhile, uh, a looper in the center. <laughs> <laughs> no one cares about the game now, Vin. Tell us more. More about the rattlesnake, please. <laughs> All right, Gordon, we'll have more coming up straight ahead. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. So put your hands together and please welcome. This is Utah's best sports radio. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I want to remind you about our friends at Divi, the modern financial platform for business. See how you can spend smarter at getdivi.com. Uh, two, two, I- two, two things, first of all, before you get going. One is every every girl, every woman named Amanda probably loved that song. And the second thing is during that break, I had a delectable piece of cheese. <laughs> Delectable. <laughs> Thank you. It's for... amazing how good a good piece of cheese will will taste. Do you ever hear names, uh, Gordon? And then <laughs> this cheese report brought to you by. <laughs> Do you ever hear, hear names and then automatically songs jump into your head? Like uh, like anytime I meet somebody named Amanda, that that song starts playing in my head. But I have other <laughs> examples as well. Like you know the song in West Side Story, Maria. Yeah. My my uh, my wife, one of her best friends, is named Maria, and every time it that or my Maria goes through my head every time I see her. Right. And uh, I I have a friend whose wife's name I guess she's my friend too is Brandy, 
So I, I always hear oh. that. That they say, they say, Brandy, you're a fine girl. That goes through my speaking head. Of, speaking of Marvel movies, that song played a, a, a predominant role in Guardians of the Galaxy. I think that was the second one. Wasn't that awesome? Ah, uh, yeah, Volume Two. I think you're right. Yeah. So yeah, it's funny. Whenever I meet people that. Have you ever? Uh, I, I used to know a Wendy, and uh, that uh, that song, "Who's Looking Down the What Is the Streets of the City, <laughs> Smiling at Everybody She Sees." You know the, what that, song I'm that, talking about? Was that the Association? It, no. I think it is the Association. Is it? Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, this oh, always wow. happens with all the Sharonas I meet all over the place. <laughs> My Sharona, a lot just of left and right Sharonas. <laughs> Get some original names out there, can we? And you've probably known a lot of women named Sharona. I have not met a Sharona, actually. She was uh, Mr. Monk's assistant, though, yes. on uh, that fine TV show. Uh, the, all so. the Lolas I meet. I meet they, nah. all the, right there. <laughs> L-O-L-A, Lola. Jumps right into my consciousness. Yeah. Isn't that a song about a prostitute? Easy now. That's someone's friend I, that you're talking about. Or uh, I like that song, the Van Morrison song, Gloria. I was just going to And I used that. to know a Gloria in that song. Wait, always. wait, who sang that song? Van Morrison. Actually, there are fe- uh, several. D- didn't people's... Laura Branigan do that? Uh, I've heard several oh, is that versions. I've, else? I've heard a know. Doors version of that song. Van Morrison is just the one I I think is the most famous. Her name was Jean. This is a great song. <laughs> yeah, isn't this the version you think of first when you think of yes. Gloria? No, this was the song I was thinking of. Oh, what were you thinking of? I don't know, some lame 1980s song. G-L-O-R-I-A, Gordon. Just about midnight. Mm -hmm. Uh, Uh, Yeah, I mean, are there any songs uh, that invoke the name of Whitney or Naz? No, not many Naz songs out there. Are there any Lisa songs out there? Oh, I'm sure there's a Lisa song of some sort. Yeah, gotta be. Oh, I was thinking, well, uh, what, it's a... <laughs> oh, I put that together. Wow, that's old. Wow. Lisa? <laughs> wow. Hey, you asked. I'm sure Lisa's going to appreciate hearing that. <laughs> I have forgotten all about that. Wow. Well, there you go, Gordon. Happy birthday. <laughs> It's not my birthday, but I'll see what I can do. There's a Panic at the Disco song called The Ballad of Mona Lisa. Wow. Oh, Mona Lisa Smile. There you go. And that's not Wait, Lisa who did proper. that one? Yeah, who did was Mona that, Lisa that Smile? Sting? Huh? Well, no, there's Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatter's. That's an Elton John song. <laughs> that's a great wow. Elton John song. Underrated Elton John song. Pe- people often confuse Whitney Horton with Whitney Houston. Okay. Oh, like yeah. when she calls into uh-huh. places and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Subconsciously, they just fill that in, but that's not a song. No. Hmm. Uh, well, we're forgetting some. There's got to be a ton of them out there, don't, aren't there? But so I'm not the the only one that happens to where somebody says their name and a song just automatically starts going through your head. Okay. Anywho, that oh, I didn't mean that that Boston Amanda is that that way for Amanda. Like every time I see Hans's lovely wife Amanda, I just hear that song. Uh, all right. You were, trying, you were trying to make a point before I uh, brought those two things up. I have uh, I have no idea where we were going. 
Gordon, uh, what do you think about this news? I, I alluded to it uh, earlier in the show about uh, the NBA policy on if somebody leaves. I thought this was interesting. If somebody leaves the quarantine or the, the bubble or whatever they want to call it, it doesn't matter where they go, or, but they have to isolate for 10 days regardless. It's almost It almost feels like it's more of a deterrent than it is like actual sound medical practice, right? Uh, 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 don't you cross the border. But you I think they go past this line. There That's has to be myth. something, though, right? I mean, as much as we kind of want to dance around it, there's got to be you got to have a procedure there. Yeah, for the protection of everyone involved. Yeah. Uh, that, that has got to be priority number one. Now, there are some people who are going to feel cooped in, cooped up, whatever the term is. But uh, that's just that's they'll they will go over that a thousand times with all the players, all the teams, all the coaches, everybody. If people are out sneaking around, there's there's too much of that already, man. I I, I think people need to, in my opinion, I'm sorry, this is just my opinion. People need to be a little more conscientious about the welfare of others, uh, really, in in a lot of different ways. But if anybody was sneaked out. And came down with uh, with uh, COVID nineteen and brought that back in, and 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 that was shared with other people. Oh my gosh, you just cannot do it. And I know, I'm sorry, that limits liberties. I know, but come on, man, there are other people affected by decisions that are made personally. So how how do you do this though? Do you have border checks? Do you have uh, check in points and check out points? You can only exit and enter from. This certain part of that forty-acre or whatever it is place. Or How do you even know? The, are they going by the honor system? I well, if it's ho- the honor system, then it may as well not even be said. See, I, I, I would hope that checkpoints and stuff would not be necessary. I would hope that you know some sort of honor system where we can all agree that we're going to behave a certain way. I would hope that that would be enough. But I do. Oh, think- I, I, I think they should tag everybody. <laughs> I do think that I do think that you need some sort of protocol, though, if it happens, because it's certainly something that that you've got to think about. Even if it were accidental, I don't know how you would, you know, you got on the wrong bus or something, and ended up in downtown Miami. Is that I don't the know. Excuse yeah, to go with Jake? right. I, you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, but you've got to have something there. But I would. You know, I would hope that people would would be responsible. I, yeah. The NBA is, doesn't need to set up checkpoints. That doesn't no, there's, seem there's, necessary. there's too much at stake here, Jake. Right. You know, I mean, come on. It's 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 the greater good in this circumstance, and that might crimp your style a little bit. But man, be be careful and follow the rules, man. It's okay. I know there are a lot of people who say rules are meant to be broken, all stuff. Not when you're putting other people at risk. You know, like when you go, uh, you're invited uh, as a station and a show to the golf course, and uh, there's a dress code, and those are the rules, and everyone adheres to the dress code to help everyone else out, and then one person wears, I don't know, say, uh, a Cookie Monster shirt. It wasn't a Cookie Monster shirt. <laughs> oh, I was just coming up with a hypothetical. You, oh. You just uh, incriminated uh, yourself there, my friend. Yeah, well, I did it, I'll, I'll admit. And uh, I've never been back there. Have you, Jake? Nope. Yeah. So yeah, think of other people. And we were some just, rules. Some rules are meant to. Be. Ah, I see. I see. Could have been thinking about us in the station and putting our best foot forward. That that was that was a, a, that was a practical joke, and it hurt me greatly. <laughs> it hurt all of us really.
<laughs> we never have been back. I've been back, but uh, only under under cover. Uh, I've never. We've never really been undercover. back as a station. Yeah. How do you go there undercover? Well, I I didn't get like some Groucho so. Marx glasses and mustache. Or? <laughs> no, didn't didn't you go back? Hi, I'm Kurt Cragthorpe. Didn't you go back in jeans and a t-shirt, and they made you buy a shirt? Uh, no, I was. Uh, I, I I don't think I was wearing jeans. I think I had shorts on, but I did have a t-shirt on, and they. I went and bought a a golf shirt out of the pro shop. Mm. I see. Because I remember I going, jeans in this story. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't remember jeans. No. Because I, I, jeans, really, when I got when I got thrown off the course that time, it wasn't because of the Oscar the Grouch t-shirt. It was because of the jeans. Mm. That's it wasn't the memo I got. He said, in fact, he turned to me and said, how did you get out here? I said, oh, I just walked. I'm Gordon Monson. I mean, that question answers itself. <laughs> you should see where I parked. <laughs> see those four spaces over there parking yeah, right. stall lines are merely suggestions i am not that guy that i have never Austin. i have never done that i can promise you that never not according to my sources your sources are wrong they're very close to the situation <laughs> they are flat wrong they are very very close <laughs> you've never told me who to that was situation i know because you're too upset about it no, I'm not it would, it would damage know, relationships. I, I just know it didn't happen. And besides, it was in the middle of an empty parking lot. There were there was no car within fifteen stalls of me. I thought it didn't happen. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought. Now too. there's an actual parking lot involved. Now there's a justification no, no, for something no, that didn't happen. No, besides the thing that didn't happen, here's how it happened. <laughs> no, it did. I did. I was there and I parked there, but I didn't take up two stalls. Four stalls is what I heard. This is just not true. Come on. Please. Parking stall lines are merely suggestions. I did not. I am not that jerk who does that. I, I would. I have a conscience. You just moved would, the construction cones and park where not, they used to be. Uh, well, I did do that one time. <laughs> but, but, but that was different. That was different. Merely suggestions indeed. Just Tokyo drifts into the corner and says, tow it, and walks away. I dare you. No. You want to make the paper? Tow it. <laughs> not at all. Uh, none of that. None of that. Never. All right. Out to the not that I can remember. <laughs> all right. Out to the zone phone we go. Joining us now, uh, our good friend Tim from RGS Exteriors. Give him a call, 801-280-3110. And I'll tell you what, Tim, it's been a lot of fun hanging out with you and having you on the show today. Oh, we love it. I always enjoy spending time with you guys. Hey, and we love sending our listeners your way because we know they'll be well taken care of. And uh, just to kind of brag about you guys for a second, nine-time best of state winner. You've got to be doing something right. Yeah, we try. Definitely. It's something we're proud of. We've been able to be the number one rated contractor on a lot of aspects. We're grateful for that. We've talked about the, the James Hardy elite preferred contractor. So we love it. We love to serve our customers and love to take care of them. And, you know, I think the biggest compliment that we ever get and, and the best uh, way to know that we're doing something right is to get a referral from a customer. And believe it or not, more business comes from word of mouth and repeat business than any other type from us so we're really proud of that all right 801-280-3110 is the number to call and uh tim we're talking about rain gutters we're talking about heat cables a uh, fascia soffit replacement a uh, new brick stone stucco you mentioned the james hardy you guys do all sorts of stuff 
That's right. Uh, anything really on the outside, uh, happy to take care of it. As we're sitting here right now, it's raining again. So, you know, happy to look at those gutters and see if we can help out and make them feel they're clean and running right and anything we can do. Well, Tim, thank you very much for uh, starting out your week with us. We really appreciate it. The number 801-280-3110, 801-280-3110. Stay well, my friend. Hey, thank you, guys. Appreciate it and have a wonderful evening. Back at you. That's our friend Tim from RGS Exteriors. Again, that phone number for you, 801-280-3110, 801-280-3110. We will have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrap it up, Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon, uh, today's show, you know, a lot of these shows we've done over the past several months uh, have not been easy, and today was not an easy show to do, but I thought I, th- I thought we had really good discussion on a variety of topics today. Yeah, I'll agree with that, 100%. These are actual things that are happening and are important uh, to our community. Uh, the whole Morgan Scally thing and what's going to happen with Morgan, what should happen with Morgan, what did happen with Morgan, who knew what when, was it just Morgan or did other people know about it, what were the consequences then, what will the consequences be now? Well, Gordon, before – and we'll have more of this discussion throughout the week. I mean, this is a situation that uh, that is long from resolved, and, and we'll talk about it uh, on the big show, I'm sure, uh, frequently. But, Gordon, uh, on a lighter note, you mentioned you were – how many movies into the, the Marvel uh, thing? I think 21. And uh, the total would, is what? I thought 24, but I, I might have the count mixed Austin? up. I think it's 23. Is it 23? But, of course, Gordon, there's those smaller offshoots that maybe someone counts one of those. I don't know. We have three. I think we have three more to go. They said. So what a couple, is... A couple of the Avengers. Uh, what was the second to last one? Infinity War. Infinity War. And then Endgame. And, and yeah. Endgame. And I think there's a Spider-Man after that. But... Uh, yeah, there's a Spider-Man in. Far From Home that you got to get in there. Yeah, but some people don't count that as the uh, the full one. And, and I think, and I think Tom Holland, young Tom Holland, looks like a young Quinn Snyder. Is that how we got on that whole thing by having people yes. call it? Because you said it looked like a young Quinn Snyder, so we asked who would play a young Gordon Monson. And by the way, quite a productive. Uh, uh, a, a productive uh, experiment today. The, the more I look at the Betty White, the more I think that fits. I like the Betty White. I agree. You guys. And big up to our... Uh, She's a fine actress. <laughs> and big ups to our boy Chris Camerani, a young James Spader. I liked that one. Knocked it out of the park yeah. with that one, yeah. Uh, I liked R- Riley Jensen's suggestion, but... Uh, what what does... What, do you, does, do you owe Ry- does Riley owe you money or something? What? <laughs> Why is he sucking up to you all of a sudden with right. Robert Redford? sucking up to me. He just said, you know, he said Robert Redford, it, and a it, number it, of people agreed. And yeah. I also had some Brad Pitts in there. A number of people didn't agree. They liked the tweet. See, that downplay, that downgrades Riley's credibility in my mind. Agreed. Why? We're talking about me when I was 19 years old. I know. It's just the, I, it's, no, you don't want to compliment me when I was 19 no, years it's, old? No, it's go- just the wrong answer. That's all. Oh, here we go. All right. Uh, all right. <laughs> Okay. I the young James Spader. I like that one. Big ups to Chris. The hair was similar. I will give him that. You're saying a female an actress couldn't play the great Gordon Monson, huh? 
uh, a, 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 I would prefer not to be uh, played by a female. I'll tell you what, that Meryl, that says Stre- a lot. That Meryl Streep can uh, play anybody. Darn right, because I'm, uh, I'm a man. Peter Pan's always played by a woman. Right. <laughs> he's, he's got no issue with it. <laughs> but Gordon, however. <laughs> I would prefer to be played by a man, thank you. Okay. All right, Gordon, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, don't buddy. hold that against me, please. Why are you sweating? I don't know. Enjoy your movie tonight, buddy. Yeah, I will. And uh, I hope everybody out there stays well. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone.